Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Normally, I start off the show and I'm saying, oh my God, what a week it was. Everything's crazy. This is happening. That's happening. It was a horrible week, and especially today. So I'm going to get right into it. But first, let me tell you, we're going to go to Texas, California, Cancun, New York City, Athens, Washington, D.C., Russia, Rome, Dallas, Miami, and Herding County, Kentucky. Now, why has it been such a bad day today, a sorrowful day? Two things. I spent the afternoon, the, the whole day in front of my TV set, switching back and forth between F- MSNBC and Tiger Woods, and they had on the the congressional hearing also, which I want to talk about. Let's start with Tiger Woods. What a shame. Uh, He was in a terrible accident this morning in California. Uh, you got to see pictures of the car if you haven't. He's driving an SUV, apparently a very well-constructed one. Everything to the front of the driver is pushed back to the driver, but they can go into the seat. He had to be taken out of the car. Uh, it just They had to pry him out. But he was awake. Uh, he was cognizant of where he was and so forth. Uh, the word is that he has badly broken legs, both of them. Uh, and he's been in surgery all day at the Harvard-UCLA uh, hospital in uh, whatever community it is. He took a beating. He took a beating. And it was a one-car accident. I'm not going to get into the details. He may have been speeding. Uh, Investigation tonight reveals that he was staying at a hotel one hour away from a golf course where he's supposed to play around, teeing off at 7.30. Uh, He couldn't get out of the parking lot in front of the uh, hotel because there was somebody unloading a car, and they were a pain in the ass, and he had to wait till they were done. And he, then he went shooting out of there. They said speeding. But anyhow, the accident happened miles away on a difficult road where there are a lot of accidents. Be that as it may, I'm happy he's alive. I was crying half the afternoon. This is an icon in our country. He's a great American. He's a great man. He's a great golfer. I, you know, think about it. We're we're so fortunate. I'm fortunate. I'm 85. And these guys that I'm, these people I'm going to mention right now are in their 40s. I've been fortunate fortunate enough to watch their careers. Besides Tiger Woods, you have Tom Brady. Uh, you've got Serena Williams, LeBron James. I mean, these are all top quality athletes. Uh, I feel bad for Woods. Uh, I, I don't think he did anything bad and happened other than perhaps speeding. Uh, I doubt anybody's going to file any charges against him. It was one vehicle accident, his vehicle. No other cars involved, no other person injured. He took a pretty good wrapping, apparently. Uh, he's probably going to be in rehab for quite a while. And I would think that his golfing days are now finally over. If he does want to come back, he's absolutely crazy. What is he, 42, 43 years old? It's going to take him a year to rehab from this injury, the broken legs. It's going to take him another two years at a minimum on top of that 
uh, to get back in shape to play golf because your legs are everything when you are a golfer. It's your legs that make you a good golfer or a poor golfer. Your legs and his legs not, might not be that good. And anyhow, what's the difference? He's done great things. I, he's just Sam Snead won more uh, tournaments than him by one. It's 82 and 83 or something. Jack Nicholas won three more uh, major tournaments than than our, our, our Tiger Woods uh, by three. One had 14 and the other 17 or 15 and 18, something like that. So he's got he he's earned a career of visiting people, going on trips. Uh, if he wants to play golf, do it socially with some friends. Uh, but his tournament days are probably over. I felt very bad again today. Uh, I believe everyone in America loves Tiger Woods. Uh, we're a forgiving nation. Whatever occurred between him and his wife back in 2008 or nine is long forgotten. He paid his penalty. He took a beating emotionally, uh, ruined his, uh, his, his ruined his stroke. <laughs> it took him years, what, three years to find the stroke in him. Anyhow, a swing. That's the story with Tiger Woods. Say a prayer for him. Good man deserves it. Now I'm going to talk about the bad people because this upset me too today. These are the two big things today. There was a Senate hearing today on January 6th. All right. Uh, I've got to say it this way. Pompous asked Republican senators. There were Democrats asking questions also, but the Republicans were the best. Absolutely the best. Would you believe every one of them was trying to whitewash January 6th that it wasn't Trump's fault? He had nothing to do with those people being there. And you know what? They said this was a coordinated attack by progressive Democrats, liberal Democrats. They put it together. The worst person of all on the Republican side was Senator Johnson. He was a great senator until about two or three years ago. Then he became buddies with Trump. He's a piece of garbage today. I've got to say it that way. Uh, he didn't. Ask, he only asked questions for one five-minute period. The rest of the periods, he read from a paper put out by the Federalist Society, the Federalist Report. Now, the Federalist, Federalist Society is a far-right group, very far, extreme to the right, Uh and he's on, he's on their bandwagon. He runs for election in 2002. He's on Trump's bandwagon. He's been on Trump's bandwagon. He needs Trump's support to win his election, apparently, and he's worried. Well, uh, guess what he said? He said there were provocateurs who were responsible. Provocateurs. Sounds bad. Sounds sinister. And not... Any of these organizations like uh, Proud Boys, etc. No, these were people the Democrats brought in, provocateurs. And also, uh, they were fake protesters. Now, you and I, we all saw some part of this on television. Fake protesters? These people were out for blood. <laughs> they wanted to kill Pelosi and hang Pence. And they made no bones about it. Look how they trashed, trashed the Capitol. How, how they went after the Capitol Police. Uh, these were 
fake protesters. There couldn't be anything more real than these people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. But yet, the Republicans in the United States Senate today, in an investigation of why did January 6th happen, went out of their way to show it wasn't Donald Trump who was involved. He had nothing to do with any of this. It was the bad Democrats, the provocateurs, and and so forth. And they should be ashamed of themselves, absolutely ashamed. And then there's Senator Hawley. Remember, whoever heard of Hawley, this is his first term in Congress, in the Senate, rather. And he was the one that issued a statement on January 5th that he wasn't, uh, so he was supporting Trump, et cetera, and this was a crock that anything was going to happen. Then on January 6th, he was on TV. He was going up the steps of the Capitol. The, the, the mob is behind him. The mob, Trump's people, the terrorists are behind him. He's on the steps of the Capitol. He turns around and with a big smile on his face gives these guys behind him who are in a few minutes going to be in the Capitol beating people up and vandalizing and gives them the thumbs up and a big smile. Go for it, guys. I'm with you in effect. So that's what happened today. Tiger Woods and uh, this Senate hearing, uh, it's disgraceful, the hearing. It's disgraceful that Tiger Woods got in the accident. I wish him well. Say a prayer for him tonight, folks. This is a good man. Oh, my God. Not because he's a great golfer. He's done so much in the last few years. Uh, for example, he's raised millions, if not billions, of dollars with the Tiger Woods Foundation. It helps poor children all over the world. We never hear about these things. Okay. Good man. Nice man, family man now. Remember when he played golf with his son a month ago in some tournament? The kid, his 11-year-old son's a better golfer than him, or was that day, okay? Anyhow, that's the story there. Now, moving on. Uh, we're with Tom Cruise, Ted Cruz, rather. Ted Cruz, senator from Texas. This guy is a piece of garbage, as Senator Johnson is. Uh, absolute total, without any question. I can recall back in the... 2016 campaign when he was a presidential candidate, as was Donald, uh, seeking the Democratic nomination, as was Donald Trump. Trump said nasty things about Cruz's wife. Nasty! And Cruz went on TV and said, you can't talk that way about my wife. You're a piece of garbage, in effect. He gave bad words. And he was never going to forget this, he said. Well, it didn't take him long to forget because he has been, since John McCain died, he is the friend of Donald Trump. Ted Cruz is Donald Trump's big-time friend uh, and supporter. Now he's in Texas. Texas had the big ice snowstorm. People are still suffering. The power went down. Nobody had electricity. Pipes broke all over the city. <laughs> Water damage houses big time. Uh, what else? People had, were... They don't have water to drink. They don't have water to drink. Fortunately, the government got in there within 24 hours and passed off millions of bottles of water. Anyhow, it was bad. The houses were all cold. There was no heat. Uh, food, where are you going to get food? Your refrigerators aren't working. It's troublesome. Well, what did Cruz do? Wednesday night, Tom Cruz, his wife Heidi, and their two daughters flew to Cancun. As his wife said at the airport, because it was cold at their home. 
Everybody was cold at their home in Texas, especially in the Houston area where these people lived. But he flew to Cancun to get out of the cold, leaving his constituents behind him. He's a politician. He should know better. Somehow the word got out that he had left Dodge and was going to Cancun. So when he got off the plane with his family, the media were there. And now the whole world knows Ted Cruz, he left his home because it was cold. (laughs) Everybody else could suffer, but he went to Cancun. Well, he got there Wednesday night, 10.30. He was on the 6 o'clock plane out the next morning back to Houston, okay, back to Texas, uh, because now he looks terrible, okay? He left his family, though, in Cancun, which is all right. Uh, Who is this guy that he thinks he can get away with these things, that he can do these things? And, you know, he's going to, he would be a, I don't know, Herman Goering, He's getting fat, so he's going to look like him, too. Herman Goering, if Trump were to be a Hitler, which could very well be the case, uh, he's going to be right up there, okay? And just a bad, bad situation, especially leaving town, okay? Now, Heidi comes home (laughs) with the kids. What does Heidi say to the press? She's pissed off. That's the term she used, pissed. She's pissed off, and you want to know why? Before she left, the news is she called her neighbors, Democrats and Republicans, and said, we're going to Cancun. Why don't you join us? Not a one went, and they could all afford to go. Not a one went, and the reason she's pissed is because someone that she, she tweeted this, she didn't call them, she tweeted this message to them. Someone provided that tweet to the press, which doesn't make the Cruz family look good either. Now, Ted says, my wife's pissed, and she's justified in being pissed, okay? And he says, because people are assholes. Now, he didn't use the word assholes. That's my term. He, he, he's more of a gentleman, I guess. He said, they are a-holes. What was he saying? They're assholes. Terrific politician, this guy. Uh, now, No water. 14.9 million homes without water. Or people. 14.9 million people without water. They they corrected the situation within 48 hours for 5 million of them. But the other 9 or 8 million are still hanging out there, okay? Uh, You got to have water. You got to have food. You got to have heat. I grew up in, in. lived my whole life practicing law in upstate New York. Our winters were winters, let me tell you. We're near the Canadian border, and it was cold. (laughs) And uh, I know, and it always seemed like the boiler went off in the the coldest night of the winter. It it never failed every year. Anyhow, uh, he should have been back there. Now, the electric company, every state, let me share something with you. Every state has their own set of rules so that a utility company can be owned privately, and I think they are in Texas. And they have built into the laws. They've done this for the last 50, 75 years. have built into the laws that if something causes 
some the bills to go up as, as power is more expensive, as it has been drastically more expensive in Texas, the people have to pay. The people who normally get a bill for power every month, it's going to be put on their bill. So what do you think's happened this past week? Okay? Thousands of people <laughs> got bills in excess this is for for electric in excess of one thousand dollars. Several had bills in excess of ten thousand dollars. Now where the hell are people going to get that kind of money? It's ridiculous that somehow the situation has to be rectified. Though the law is on the side of the utility, I'm interested in seeing how this plays out. One more person I want to talk about when it comes to Texas now, and her name is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. The 28, 29, 30-year-old congresswoman from New York City, uh, tough woman. She's a progressive, way to the left, but she's a tough woman. I spent a lot of time about re- reading about her recently, and i got to say something. I think she goes too far to the extreme. But if you read her history, her short life's history, whenever she thought, and I'm talking about from the time she was in high school and college, whenever she thought there was a wrong, she stood up and defended and or fought for the people that were involved. She would not get back off until the situation was rectified. Now, Texas is in her headache. New York City is. But what did she do? Within three days, they call her AOC, she raised $4.7 million. This, this little woman, 30 years old, in her second term in Congress, raises $4.7 million for Texans. And that money's already down there going to work for people in the state of Texas. Not only did she raise $4.7 million and send it down, she hopped on an airplane and went to Texas. And she stayed overnight in the cold someplace. And she didn't have enough water. Why does this woman, why did this woman go but Cruz couldn't? Now, the worst thing of all, Absolutely the worst thing. Who is man's best friend? His dog. A dog is a person's best friend. What do you think Ted Cruz and his family did? They left the dog home when they went to Cancun Wednesday. The dog was left with food and water. There's no heat in the house. That's why the family left. They left the dog there. He was in the window all the time looking out. You can't do that. He's going to lose votes, definitely. You can't screw around like that with the family pet. Uh, doesn't make This guy does not make sense at all. All right, let me talk about snow. We had bad weather in Texas. Athens, as you know, I've spent a lot of time in Greece. Uh, and magnificent country, i got to say this. And I, I enjoy Athens. Athens is like New York City or Miami. It's just better. The people are nicer. That's all I can say. The people are nice. The people are like Key West people in Athens. Anyhow, they had snow in Athens, in Athens last week. At about the same time, Texas was getting hit with a storm. Now, it's unusual for Athens to have snow. The snow is in the northern part of Greece. Uh, generally, no snow in Athens. Infrequently does it come. Uh, winter temperatures this year were expected to be above normal, okay? And the best chance for snow was early in January. It came in February. Uh, and what happened? The Acropolis, that magnificent mountain in the center of town, 
with the Acropolis on it. Those buildings, thousands of years old, that are maintained so we can go and see this historical stuff. And I've been there twice. Uh, it was all covered in snow, like they had a snowstorm. Deep snow covered the whole whole top of the mountain. And they say there is no climate change. Let's talk about our friend Donald Trump and the Supreme Court and the federal courts. Donald felt, Donald believed that if he put people on the Supreme Court and people in the federal circuit court and people in the federal district court, they would be his friends because he's always in court. Before he was even president, he was always in court. He litigates everything. And, uh, well, he did well. His his theory didn't work. You recall, just on the uh, fraudulent ballots, he brought 62 lawsuits. He only won one, a minor one. He lost 61 lawsuits. Most half of them were in front of judges that were appointed by him. Now we go to the Supreme Court. I'm laughing. Now he deserves it. And the Supreme Court came out with their decision Monday. That said, the federal prosecutor in New York City in Manhattan County is entitled to have a release of Trump's tax returns and Trump's financial records, including his bank records. Trump never thought they would do it to him. They were his people on the court. Don't forget, he wanted, what, three people. And uh, they voted against him. And he, 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 he's, that's the term that was used in an article I read today. Trump is pissed. Uh, he, he's going to fight the decision. I don't know how, because the Supreme Court's the end of the line. The, the train don't go any further. There's no more track. Uh, and I don't understand why Trump doesn't understand that we are a nation of laws. And we all have to abide by the laws. And you're supposed to file an honest tax return, or hopefully close to it so nobody bothers you. He must have been way off base with his tax returns. Don't forget, he he plays with millions or billions of dollars every year. And bank fraud. Now, you when you borrow that kind of money, you're giving a bank your, your financial statements, and you swear that they're true under penalty of perjury. And he inflated his assets and diminished uh, that that had gone down on him. He lied to insurance companies, to value properties, and to banks. I believe the end of the road is coming. I believe he will be tried and go to jail, or he'll make some sort of a deal, hopefully to avoid jail. But this lawsuit in state court in New York, in Manhattan County, New York County, is going to do him in, and he doesn't like it. He's pissed. I want to talk about the Communist Manifesto. <clears throat> the Communist Manifesto. Uh, in this month, in 1848, in February 1848, Karl Marx published the Communist Manifesto. Now, the, the manifesto had an, there's a point I'm going to make with this, by the way, had an interesting opening line and an interesting closing line. I, I like the closing line, especially, always have. I took several Russian history courses uh, when I was in college. Love Russian history. Anyhow, the opening line is, a specter is haunting Europe, the specter of communism. That's how it opened. This is what Karl Marx said. A specter is haunting Europe, the specter of communism. 
But the one that we all know, the most familiar term, the most familiar sentence, is the last one in the book, workers of the world unite. Love that phrase, workers of the world unite. I don't subscribe to it totally, but I understand. Now, here's what I think is interesting. Communism didn't take off in 1848 because Karl Marx wrote the book. In fact, it didn't grow for years and years. It took 100 years for communism to get strong. It wasn't until 1950, following World War II, that almost half of the world's population lived under a Marxist government. 1950, nearly half the world's population lived under a Marxist government. Let's go to Boeing Airlines. They, they better get some new engineers in to build their planes. I mean, the 737 grounded their planes for what, two years? Now they got a 770 that lost its engine this week. The engine blew up on the plane as it was taking off. No one's going to want to fly Boeing. When people have to make reservations to fly somewhere, they're going to ask that airline, what type of plane am I flying on? And if it's Boeing, they're going to say, no, I've got to go elsewhere. Boeing's in deep trouble, economic trouble. This has to hurt them badly. I don't understand how a company that big that's been in this business forever could make build planes that have mistakes in them. It just doesn't happen. They do have problems. Now I'm going to talk about something here that you're not going to like probably. We know that the Catholic Church has problems with their priests. Uh, and I want to tell you that there's another scandal engulfing the Catholic Church. Nuns, yes, those cute little women in their habits. Nuns are publicly being accused of sexual abuse in the United States. Nuns are publicly being accused of sexual abuse in the United States. There's a group, uh, this all started really in 2019. The problems go back 30, 40 years sometime, but it didn't become media prominent until 2019. It's starting to grow now. Uh, there are major articles coming out on this. Uh, a group called Bishop Accountability is the watchdog group for the priests and the nuns. Now, where's the priest? There have been 6,700 priests that have been accused and determined to have been pedophiles. Big number, 6,700. Now, understand, there are 200,000 more nuns than there are priests over the period of time they, they study. 200,000 more nuns than priests. So the nuns should have a big number. But so far, all they've come up with is 162 cases where people have gone public and it could be established. In other words, 162 Catholic nuns were our pedophiles determined. Uh, that number is going to grow rapidly once they get into it. It's going to be into the thousands, uh, absolutely into the thousands. And it's a terrible thing. And the interesting thing is, a lot of there are a lot of articles. If you go to your go to the internet and look it up, nuns, pedophilia, uh, most of them with little girls. There are situations with little boys, but most of these are nuns and little girls. Uh, my church is never going to get out of this hole. <laughs> uh, which now brings me to where am I? Oh. 
Do you notice when you go to the supermarket lately, the shelves aren't always full. They're not empty, empty, but something's always missing. And then you go back the next week and it's still missing. And you go back the next week and it's still missing. Then all of a sudden it shows up, but the price is going up pretty good, too. Now, we blame, I've been blaming the supermarkets alone. They're thieves, I said. But really, a lot of the blame goes to the people who produce the items that are sold in the supermarkets. Uh, you know, a certain type of canned good, uh, paper towels, toilet paper, meat products. These companies are holding their products back. They're not sending them out for delivery as they normally do because they want the price of their pro- They can sell it for more money now to the store because the store has been without for three weeks, and they're going to make more money. Now the store has to charge more, but they're really not making more money. It's the people who produce the product being sold, and we should be aware of this. And if you aren't, I hope I have made you aware. Uh, let's see. Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Bill Gates seems to be a good man with all this money. He gives it away. He's into everything. Uh, He said this past week that Miami beaches, Miami beaches by the year 2200, and I quote, will be all gone, will be all gone. And this is because of climate change. And we better do something about it because we're going to lose all of our beaches uh, in certain areas of this country. That is my show for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. And if you did, it's because the news was spectacular this week, especially today between Tiger Woods and that Senate hearing. Uh, join me again next week. I, I enjoy sharing my time in this show with you. I get a, I get a bang out of it. Uh, and I'm glad that you listened. My numbers keep going up on this show. I love this. <laughs> they keep going up every week. And I thank you for joining me and maybe sharing my, my show with your friends. You have a good night. Talk with you again next week.